This here is a program, and this program is brought to you by Manscaped. If you need to scape your man, text Dangle. Actually, don't do nope. that. Don't text Dangle. <laughs> you put the promo code Dangle in. I was trying to trying to do something to, get, to raise Steve's spirits. Well, Adam, you're hiding you know, behind the microphone there. Here's, here's what's important is you were really close and we can take a lot of positives from that. <laughs> Dangle, uh, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Check it out right now. Let's start the show. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Back at it, they say. I'm all ready for game eight. Who's ready? No, honestly. Is that your towel from the game? I am waving my towel from the game. Jesse and I were at game seven. So no matter what, and you can actually see there's some stains there. No matter what, I could say at least once I went to a game seven. And because it was a Leafs game seven, they did not win. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was still a lot of fun to be there. And the crowd was bananas. And I really enjoyed it. Do you guys regret spending money on going to that game? No, it was unbelievable. Not, not, a, not a penny. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It'd be a shame if you had any other reaction. <laughs> well, <I> think, <laughs> were you expecting us to be like, no, we didn't like going Boy, that, to that hockey game that with that was, team we love. Was it what? That support, win or lose, man. Win or lose. It's, I, you, you know why I ask? Because at least you got to see a good product, but um, did you see the, I think it was NBA on TNT compilation of fans of the Phoenix Suns <laughs> sitting there. No. At oh, the beginning just, of just the fourth sad. quarter. Like, well, all of them, Lord knows how, how much those tickets cost. And they're all just sitting there like, well. I guess I'll sit through another quarter of this shit. Well, that's because Luka Doncic <laughs> had as many points as the Suns did in the first half. Dude, I couldn't believe. I thought, I thought like uh, the Twitter app made a typo or something. It's crazy when I saw that. It was like, who's up by thirty? At that? It would be. It was like if Calgary had scored on all the shot attempts that they actually had on Dallas last. Oh night. my god! You know what I mean? Like if that if that's what the game felt like, it was crazy. But I, I think. I don't know, Jesse, you back me up on this one if you want to. But I, I, I think one of the things that I want to say before we get going really into what happened and what's next is no one's getting traded today. Okay, number one. Uh, We're not trading uh, anyone. I don't know. We're not trading anyone on the show today. No, I don't know. CJ is going to join us later this week, I believe, Wednesday in studio. Wednesday in studio, Chris Johnston, annual tradition. We're going to unpack what happened, and which is great. The Leafs media day is tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. So, so there'll be perfect. it'll be fresh off of that, which is great. And there's a CJ article out today that I want to mention later on. But I want to say this. One real positive that we absolutely can take from this series what? is that anytime somebody and that whenever they do this, they, they're doing this to troll Toronto fans. Anytime somebody has anything to say about what Leaf fans are like in the building, mm-hmm. it is now outdated. That crowd was unbelievable. It was unbelievable all series long. And we were screaming right to the end. And I can tell you, um, uh, Leaf fans are as passionate as they come. Sometimes that is bad. Most of the time, it's good. Mm -hmm. And in that building, which admittedly in the past has been quiet, but the team sucked for a decade. So what do you expect? The fan base was there. Everybody from the platinum section right at the front all the way back had Leafs jerseys on. Uh, there, it was, there wasn't a set, a single person in there that was not a Leaf fan, that was not standing up, that was not screaming, that was not waving their towels. So that bullshit is over. 
We can stop with that right now. If you make a, a sushi joke about a Leafs fan, then it's like, oh, you haven't been to a playoff game in 2022 in Scotiabank. Well, also, the sushi's pretty good. Not going to lie. No, it's I not. Have, I've, eat, I've eaten it's, sushi it's at the not It's not bad. <laughs> it's like the ones you get at like Metro. Oh. You know, when they're, they're like frozen. Oh, listen. Place. She's too good for a bento box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I, I would, like bento boxes. I wouldn't say like, oh, they, you know, top notch they sushi. Have good, they have good dumplings too. They got, they got great <laughs> bento box if you want that. But like, yeah, if, if you're making jokes about Leafs crowd being quiet and sitting on their hands, like, okay, so you haven't been to a game in a while. Right. Because that's the complete opposite atmosphere. We have an as good an atmosphere as any other team in the league. And you're going to see that during the regular season at some point next year, someone's going to be like, oh, Leaf fans are quiet today. Not every Wednesday in November. Is that exciting? Well, yeah. 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 We're talking about when it matters. The fans show up. They do. And there was like 15,000 people out front too. Oh, yeah. you know, so you're, you're talking like 30,000 people just well, within and, a kilometer. Every over 30,000 people in the no, watch the Leafs game. That doesn't, doesn't count. Bang, that doesn't count. That doesn't count at all. I want to I just want to give Toronto uh, the credit that they deserve for inventing that Maple Leaf Square that now Which every other doing. city now has. Yep. Every friggin in every sport, they're panning to the crowd out front. We did that. That's ours. We did it first. I believe I think the Raptors did it before the Leafs. But they get it because the playoffs started like a week earlier. Yeah. So yeah. The Raptors because the president of the team <laughs> got up in front of the crowd and said, fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> Which, you know what? It remains true to this day. Fuck Brooklyn. Fuck Brooklyn. That only cost them 25 grand. I know. I would say any day Worth I would it. sign that. Jack. But Tampa, Calgary, all of your little outdoor things, the Milwaukee Bucks, I see you. You're welcome. From <laughs> Toronto. You're welcome. That's right. We gave it to you. That's right. Um, now, uh, let's let's look at the at the loss itself. The Leafs lose. Tampa clogs the neutral zone for a good chunk of the game. Leafs can't make uh, the entries they want to make. You know, you know what? <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I, was I, was, I thought Adam was trying to set up. <laughs> no, no, you go. You get in. Get in. Get in. Get in the car. Well, let's no, no, go. no, because because I know you're setting up the Leafs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. You're setting like up the Leafs. Things. And I want to give uh, Tampa their props. Please. Dude. Uh, the fact that they won game seven largely without Nikita Kucherov and without Braden Point. The fact that Braden Point tried to play a shift mm-hmm. after that. And Nick Nick Paul scoring two goals, right? Mm-hmm. And like, the first two of his Stanley Cup playoff career. And and not even they weren't easy goals. Like especially that second one. Nope. He just he said, I'm going to score it. He yep. did. Nick Paul uh, Andre Vasilevsky, not that great of a series. Mm-hmm. Best game in game seven. That's that's championship DNA, and they showed it in Game Seven, man. They absolutely did, and so yeah. Well, uh, so, at no, so. I think you're right, and at no point on this show are we going to take away from Tampa's performance, nope. obviously, no, I because think the, I think the better team won. And that's, no, I just I don't know. You like to get it out of the way right away. Yeah, Tampa clogged the neutral zone, and that was the thing, right? And you, it made the Leafs' power plays largely ineffectual. And we talked about at the beginning of the series how if if Toronto's penalty kill, which had a great game one, but really wasn't as as sturdy afterwards. What did I say when the series began? If you if you collapse in as Toronto's penalty kill, you will lose. And that's what happened. They largely backed off. What I saw, at least from, you know, from being there, gap control became an issue and it became an issue more and more over the series. But even on five on five, you could see moments where it's like, you see the defenseman backing off and it's allowing Tampa Bay more options. And so, uh, unfortunately, and I know it was a bit of a low event game until the third period, it, it really did. When you do that, I think there's a psyche, a psyche thing, too. You're not feeling confident enough to close that gap and take a risk. Well, do you know what I'm the saying? Weapons. The weapons. Yeah, the weapons. Kucherov on one side, Stamkos on the other. 
headman at the point mm-hmm. um they can do that um that play that i can't believe they didn't get a goal off of mm-hmm. where it looks like they're setting up kucherov for a one-timer and then he slap passes it into the slot to point mm-hmm. i think Kalorn is in front of the net dude <laughs> what do you do what do you do mm-hmm. what do you do and and mm. i think I, I have to tell you um the it was painful to be in the arena and see that Tavares goal called back. Oh, I couldn't. So you don't you don't hear the feed, right? No. So imagine my surprise <laughs> when, uh, like, I just saw Tavares's expression. I'm like, why does he look upset? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm streaming the game. There's thousands of people watching. I can't hear the uh, the crowd. I can't hear the whistles. I can't hear the commentators. I can't hear nothing. So imagine my surprise in that moment. <laughs> What, right. What was it like for you guys? Well, we were screaming. We were screaming. Right. It was probably 10, 15 yeah. seconds before we even. We probably knew it, though, before the broadcast. Because I watched the whole game back on Sunday. I like to go back and watch the game whenever I see You're, a, there you're a sycophant. You didn't hear the whistles. That. So uh, when when I watched the broadcast back on Sunday, they he scored the goal. And then they went to commercial. And that whole time, no. it was still a goal. And when they came back from commercial is when, when <gasps> in the stadium, they were doing the uh, no goal. The ref, Wes McCauley or whoever oh, no. is, at the, is at the ice doing the it's Can no you imagine goal, being a, a fit? Imagine we were home watching. Oh, yeah. We knew oh, before you know everybody watching on TV. I'm surprised because I don't remember. Right. I d- because I get the broadcast feed. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it went down. They went to commercial and then uh, they came back and they explained oh. the whole penalty. If you were watching, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what a horrible commercial break. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I lost my mind. Of course. I we lost, all did. I lost my mind for something that is and isn't a penalty. So. And it's, and it's, it's. <sighs> what did you think of the play? I, I, to me. It's it's why hockey is unwatchable to a non-fan in a nutshell. Like it is a penalty. Like Hall listen, that should be a penalty. Okay. It should. It's it's interference not with a hard hit, stiff hit, a dangerous hit, but it's interference in a way that affects puck position. It's setting a pick, basically, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It. That's why I thought it shouldn't be a penalty. I don't think that's a penalty in the playoffs ever. Ever. This is the problem is, you know, because I had, you know, the producers are in my ear like, no, no, you're going to want to get another look at this. And I do. But I'm mid rant because now it's coming back to me. I'm mid rant because I'm filling a commercial break. Do you remember now? Well, I'm starting. (laughs) I had to fill time. After the Leafs had a goal called back in game seven, and we're about to head to the penalty kill. So they make you tap dance the entire commercial break? What w- What was the other option? Run commercials. We don't do that. We don't do that. We've never done that. Oh, be a great opportunity at more revenue. Anyway, I, I think... Uh, it, okay. It's not <laughs> this isn't How the time you? to solve that. Yeah, this isn't the... Oh my God, look at my 150 heart rate. I was, I was coming undone. So, yeah, I had to fill that commercial break. I had only seen the replay a, a couple times. Yeah, there's Tavares, the big sell. And Giordano looks deflated right away. Camera's on the crowd. Crowd's going ballistic. Tampa Bay bench looks dejected. And then this was the shot where I was like, mm-hmm. what's happening? What's happening right now? And they know not only is this not a goal. Look at my face. Look at my face. 
And that's the producer getting in my ear. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. believe it. So it's... You could see Steve, by the way, if you're listening to the audio thing, you could see Steve just grabbing his face and then... Well, so... And then like, the, the, here's the thing. Here's what I can tell Steve's intense. His eyebrows are halfway up his forehead. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and, and they don't move. It's a lot of forehead. And so what, what I've started to do, and this is a crutch now, but I, I'm going to have a hard time shaking it, is when I'm getting... When I'm being told information, I grab my headphones. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. No, yeah, to, to communicate to the audience, like I'm someone speaking to me and I'm hearing it. It's a cue. And I have the timeline a little wrong. So they do the call and then they go to commercial, but they don't have the replay of the interview. So you don't know what. So it was no, so you, you, okay. you have Wes McCauley going and he makes the power play call. So that happens so before it was, the it commercial. So Wes McCauley, break. not Eric Furlan. Uh, I'm not sure which. I just assume it was Wes McCauley. It doesn't really matter. So he makes the call here. And then they go to commercial break, and then they come back and they explain the penalty kill. Uh, that hey, they're going to the penalty kill, and that was that was the pick. So you know uh, the goals waved off, and then you're kind of left in limbo, and you kind of fill there. So that's the kind of time. Just to get that straight for everybody. Yeah, it, and Anyways. yeah, if you're uh, if you're um, a new fan looking to get into the sport, ah, not for you. No, like no, like no. good luck, good like luck. No, no. Listen, <laughs> if if you if you've been watching your entire life, you have a shot. At understanding, if you're new, nah, I know. I, I don't know. I, this might be time to cut bait. <laughs> it was interesting. Morgan Riley uh, said after the game, he's like, "I'm not even sure." Look, look at me. I'm calling for the replay. Yeah. I'm like spinning my finger. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Morgan Riley said after the game, "I'm not even really sure what the rules are." Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Because here's 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 how the refs had set it up. Games one to five, <sighs> they called everything, everything, sticks, holds, all that. Game six. Um, they stopped. You saw, you know, every Leafs no, fans were going ballistic game about Game one to five in the first period. Okay. After the first period of game five, it all dried up. There it is. So then, you know, you saw Matthews kind of getting pulled by one of the Tampa players. I forget who it was. Matthews getting uh, pulled by Kalorn. Matthews hitting Riley Kucherov getting shoved out of the way in front check. of the net by Ross Colton. Mm -hmm. There was a pick on Matthews. I believe it was in game six, high in the zone. So, yeah, it's a penalty. Yeah, it should probably be called most of the time. It isn't. But I could see the context, right, where people look at that in a vacuum and go, like, if you weren't watching the game, mm -hmm. you look at that and you go, yeah, of course it's a penalty. What the fuck are they complaining about? In the context of what we saw, though, they were calling, calling, calling. No, let's stop now. Yeah. And that's the players asked for it. We asked yep. for it. Yep. Call the game. Yep. Had they continued, remember, game five, middle of the second period to a game, uh, game seven, that's a game or two and a half games or two games or whatever since that had changed. If you set that tone, you have to keep to that tone. Jesse, I'm sorry. I think that call was a direct result of Stamkos raising his arm. I think yep. Stamkos got that call called. Well, the, the, the least fans got one, right? Yeah, the least fans got one. Stamkos has a, a huge reputation around the league. He, there he is raising his hand right there as soon as it happens of being on top of those little things and getting the ref's attention. Like he's great at drawing penalties Man, and he's always talking to them. And they, they know like, okay, if, if something happens on the Stamkos is going to be in our ear. He's going to be yelling. And I think him immediately raising his hand at this pick gets the ref's attention, makes that call. And you, you know what's funny? Uh, I was talking to some people and they're like, why doesn't hockey have like a, ch a, a penalty challenge, like a one penalty challenge per game, like the NBA. And, and the reason you can't do that is it'll be a penalty every single time. It'll hmm. be a penalty every single time because 
And, and this is why I said in my video, yes, it's a penalty, but what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> because there's, there's how many infractions do you think there are in any given NHL game? 50? Yeah, probably. <laughs> my probably. bet is 50. And how many get called? Five? Eight? Sometimes eight? Ten? Somewhere between 10 to 15%. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 10 to 20% of infractions in any given game are called. So if you have a challenge and you, like, let's say you can only use it in the third period or something like that, it's going to get called every time. Mm -hmm. So like if, if the Leafs challenge that to say, no, it's not a penalty, they'd fail the challenge. Absolutely. By the letter of the law, you can call it a penalty. Yeah. But you, like, what, you can. what they then worked, but if they you're did. able to be like Alex Kalorn on that last play and then Tampa goes, well, we're going to use ours to negate that. Michael Bunting with the interference right behind that. It, it's so it, you wouldn't be able to institute it. And this is Wes McCauley, who's done over a thousand games in the NHL and over a hundred in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is Eric Furlat, who's done over a thousand games in the NHL and over a hundred in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is the best we can do. God help us. It, it is what it is, guys. Mm -hmm. so West, is West McCauley's revenge on Steve. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Uh, the McCauley revenge game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the score is currently 25 to nothing, Wes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think... Okay, now let me, let me say this. For all you fans that are not fans of the Leafs. Um, it's so sorry. As Leaf oh fans, we are experts in Game 7. No, we are connoisseurs in Game 7. We are, we are the sommelier version i'm gonna pretend to of know what that game means. seven losses yeah and on the scale of horrendous game seven losses let me just say this okay this was the best one this was one the one and i know that sounds oh loser's mentality i'm gonna oh. get that in the cat you can uh you can fly a kite i don't care the reality was i finally felt like the toronto maple leafs lost to opponent to an opponent that truly deserved it versus they a, the Leafs yeah. shot themselves in the foot with being too young, Washington, bad coaching, Boston and Boston, um, being not motivated and coming off a COVID season. And really, the team was full of holes too. Columbus, Montreal, you lose Tavares, Deneau shuts you down. And frankly, you lose a, a series you, you never should have lost. You choked. Yeah, they that, choked last that year. That game was choked in game six. Game game five, game six, game seven. Choke, choke, choke. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? If you're a fan of another team and you want to dunk on the Leafs for that, 100%. G game I, seven, the LFR, when I when I went off after they lost the Montreal series, easiest video I've ever shot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you just shit on them for half an hour. They deserved video, it. Easiest, and they deserved every word. Yeah, right. And they deserved every word. I had 48 hours to plan for their inevitable loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year's was incredibly hard because I'm like, I have no idea what to say. Well, and, and it comes down to, so now instantly, even on the way home, we were talking about it, like Jesse and, mm -hmm. uh, Jab Jesse's partner, Gabby and Natalie and I were walking up the street and we're thinking like, okay, where do you go? <laughs> uh, what do you even do? And, and Steve, you've said it before. What would you have done differently? Not a thing. Not a thing. Like, and, and here's the, the, the thing was Toronto was really great in this series. Mm. And the, if, if I were to say one thing though, guys. And this, it, it, this isn't talent. Um, this is, there is something that this team has struggled with for years that I think was brought back down to a minimum this year, but it does appear in their game is there's, there are moments of sloppy, unfocused hockey. Yep. And when that happens, you get an errant high stick or you get a blind pass that turns into a goal. 
it, it, it you know, it's the um, sloppy on defensive zone exits that turn into goals. It's, you know, um, you know, you're not looking to see if there's an extra man back when a defenseman's pitching, pinching. And every single time that happened this series, Tampa capitalized. And Tampa, to me, are robotic. It does not matter yeah. what you throw at them. It does not matter that you beat them 5 nothing in game one. They just keep coming. And they don't have those moments. And if they do... It doesn't really matter because even if you capitalize on it, they're still going to keep coming. And in the haunting, what, one, of the, one of the things that's going to haunt me the most about this series is not the, the not the penalty situation. The, the you Tavares, can't blame the refs. Yeah, Tavares, at the end of the day, you can't blame the refs. Yeah, Tavares goal called back or not calling Kalorn in overtime. They were healthy. They were healthy. And, and Braden Point's leg exploded. Kucherov was taking like 20 second shifts. Who on the Leafs was hurt? Now, tomorrow we're going to find out, like, guys were playing her. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple guys got, like, off-season surgery. Muzzin's probably on a bunch of stuff just to get on the ice. Yeah, yeah I would not know. be shocked at all. And I wouldn't be shocked if Campbell got surgery. Mm -hmm. And Bunting is probably, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Bunting was, it looked something. like he was hurting. Oh, man, really? I thought he was getting better as the series went. Mm -hmm. He did look better. I but thought he, he was going right. faster. He still didn't look like himself. Let me, let me run you through some names here, guys. Oh. Names and points. Matthews, nine points. Ah! Marner, eight points. Ah! Nylander, seven points. Tavares, six. Probably with the seventh with that goal, if it had gone the right ah. way. Mikheyev had had four. Bunting, Jesse, had three. You know, those are pretty... That's pretty solid for the forward group. Mm -hmm. but, they all had a three-point game. And by the way, I, I didn't put Morgan Riley in there. Not Morgan enough, Riley had six. Not enough of those are on the power play. This is the number one power play in the league. Mm -hmm. and they didn't show up as the number one power play in the playoffs. Tampa shut them down in that respect. And if you get a couple more power play goals, uh, the series goes completely differently. And I think Kelly Rudy postgame uh, on the broadcast had, the, I think, one of the best answers to your question, Adam on what happened here and what where where do you improve and what goes wrong and he said um what went wrong is game two when you have a lead game three when you have a lead game six when you can close it out and, and had a lead and had a lead and those opportunities is where the Leafs struggled it's you had chances here to send tampa home to get a huge lead in the series and every single time they failed to do that every single game there was lapses where they lost and they didn't show up. And those opportunities where you can try, uh, just if it's about effort here, you can put in a little more effort and not let Tampa get into the series. I'm going to do this off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Game one against Washington blew a 2 nothing lead. Game six against Washington, you were leading in the third period. Game seven against Boston the next year, you're leading in the third period. Game <laughs> well, well, yeah, game six the and series seven. last year you had a three one lead. Well, you had six it. and seven in the second Boston series to close it out. The Leafs were up three two. Oh shit, you're right. You had a three two but series, but you played lead Matthews eighteen minutes. In in oh, mm. <laughs> you had a three two series lead in 2019. Glossed over that one. You're right. A eureka comeback in game yeah, four against Columbus. None of you were interested in. Yeah, there. they didn't care about that series. Yeah, yeah, you weren't interested in being there, and we weren't interested in watching you no. beat it. Um, that that might have been my my least favorite year, the Columbus oh, year. What a miserable! It was a bad year. year. That was that was the David Ayers year. That was a bad year. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, and like in retrospect, after watching this season with the Leafs, God, the the nineteen twenty season, what a piece of shit. What a piece well, of and I shit. think I think it started. If you talk about 1920, it starts with 20 games of Babs, and I think it's hard to shake that. 
And I think the team got, was done. It got fun when I, Keith was in there and they what were they, they won like, like 18 and 2? 15 and 5 in 20 games. Yeah, and then they're go. like, yeah. oh man, we look way too good. Let's shed that skin. Yeah. And immediately well, go back. And then they to, were too out. And then the world shut down on your birthday. And then, <laughs> and then the, yeah, but they were shit well long before that. Right. Yeah, they right. might not have made the playoffs. By the way, they didn't. it wasn't fun. The Zamboni driver video for Steve passed a million views this weekend. Oh, hooray. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool. You got a million. Per- oh, yeah, finally. That's pretty great. There's one. There's one. Yeah. Nice one. First you should, one. On we should get platform. balloons. Then you should take a picture. Yeah. Then you, um, <laughs> with David. I'll, I'll go to his Go house. to David's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should. You need to. You need to. You need to do a video about that video with David, I think. Uh, um, we're practically neighbors. You're you're finishing off uh, where they had the opportunity to close it out and they haven't done it. They had the lead in game six in the third period. And for the second straight year, they go down five men to three uh, in a game six where they have a chance to close out the series. And then in game seven, once again, they never have the lead, not once. And this is the thing. This is what I mean about, you know, I was really hard on them earlier in the season because they were playing sloppy. And I kept saying 10 games in guys, I know it's 10 games in. I know, but, but it's the, the same shit, but it, but it's, it's this sort of stuff that's going to matter come playoff time because the Leafs are in the toughest division in the sport. Which means that you got to be better than the toughest division in the sport. You can bitch about refing. You can bitch about seeding. The reality is, this is the way the playoffs are seeded. So if you want to win, if you're the Leafs, and this is a results-based business, so this is where I'm going to go hard a little bit. I think this is the best Toronto Maple Leafs team I have ever seen. Ever. Bar none. Fuck 93 and 94. I love those guys, by the way. Love you, Dougie. But the reality is, this is the best Toronto Maple Leafs team we've ever seen. Skill-wise, absolutely. However, the gaffes are the things exactly what, what, what yep. Jesse brought up with Kelly Rudy. Dial it in. Yeah, Dial well, it in just nah. that little bit longer. Willie, and Tampa can do that. The Leafs can't yet. Willie I still think they can. Kerfoot miscalculations. Mm-hmm. Hall with that giveaway. Oh, uh, two of them. That's rough. Well, he had, he had two really bad giveaways, but it was the, um, the one when they're trying to get an empty net where I wanted to reach through the screen and just... Like, we're done here with that, right? Like, I whole- thought he had a good game, a really good game five. When no. Justin Hall's at his best, oh, yeah. he did. So, so that means he'll get 20 games before getting jettisoned. I, I think, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we all know the Leafs that's love a, their good game five. That's a dark joke, but let's not get, let's, let's be honest here. It, they are still playing the Stanley Cup champions, but you're probably going to have to do that, right? And that's, that the Leafs knew that going into the season. You're playing Boston. You're playing Tampa. How do you have this clip ready, Jesse? That's I got come the, prepared. Where the fuck <laughs> is that pass going? <laughs> it's it's one of the most egregious it's plays a I've seen an NHL player make, and I've tried to defend Justin Hall Me too. Uh, consistently throughout the season because he took too much shit for just being in the lineup when he's a great penalty killer. But there were a couple plays here in Game Seven that were just like, he, where are you? What are you doing? Earth is that pass what are you to doing? the Hart Art, Art Ross Trophy? Nikita Kucherov, right at your own blue line. I'm gonna just get up a still for the people watching well, uh, uh, on YouTube. Okay, it's just crazy, and and it's so, even worse than I remember. Okay, but but oh. the, see see. Oh. There are opportunities to close. They don't close, and this is a results based business. There's no question about it. And so when anybody says, oh, are you guys like ap- apologizing for the, you know, it's the best Leafs team you've seen and they still can't make it out of the first. Listen, I think context is key here. The reality is the playoff seating is what it is. Second place, third. We were second. They were third. They won the Stanley Cup the last two years. It's a pretty goddamn good team. And they, and the idea 
that the Leafs sort of like rolled over on the lightning is absolute bullshit, which I've, I've seen out there too. That's the worst pass in human history. It's, it's, <laughs> oh my God. It's gaffes like that though that will kill you, especially against the lightning and the Leafs still have to work that out of the game. So here's the problem though. The problem isn't game seven, guys. The problem is this summer. This is where it gets murky. This is because, Steve, I asked you. It's a great team. If you were Kyle Dubas, what would you have done differently? And you said... Nothing. And Jesse, you said, might have tried to get on Marc-Andre Fleury, but that's about it. I thought I thought the goaltending was going to be a problem in the series. And Jack Campbell was, was just as good as any other goaltender in the entirety of the playoffs. For the second straight year. Except for mm-hmm. Jake J- Ottinger. Jack Campbell... Yeah, Jake Ottinger. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Jack Campbell faced Carey Price last year and Andre Vasilevsky this year and was just about equal to the both of them. Mm-hmm. So here's, yep. and that's amazing. You can't, you can't get better goaltending. So the problem now is, despite how good this team is, results, 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 results. So essentially, you've got two options. You run it back, you tinker, which is kind of what they did last year after the Montreal series, and you hope to get a few extra wins next year, and maybe you win the conference. You know, there's a few games the Leafs, like, imagine the Leafs had won all their games against Buffalo. Ah! Or a couple more games against Ottawa. At that point, they're fighting the Panthers for number one in the conference. Not blown a four-one lead against Calgary. So, uh, so you Colorado. have a so you have a really good team. So it's conceivable, I think, that the Leafs could win the win the conference next year if they tighten some of this stuff. The up. run it back thing doesn't work because the salary cap doesn't allow the Leafs to run it back. There aren't enough. Uh, there aren't enough dollars to bring back the players. Hold on, like I'm just back. before we get into that, I want to just give you the other option, and then we'll examine the both. Is that cool? Sure. Just give me one more thing. Here's the other thing. You make a bigger move. Don't forget the Masai Ujiri effect on MLSE in general, not just the Raptors. Remember, after four or five runs, Masai Ujiri finally said, okay, I've had enough of this. We're second, third round out every single, every single season. By the way, if, if the NHL was seeded the way the NBA is, it's likely the Leafs have at least have hit the second round by now, but probably the same result. If, you know, now, and I don't know if there's a Kawhi trade available for Dubas this summer. I don't think there is. Uh, but... Masai was unwilling to do the same thing again and lose. So he put his career on the line and was rewarded. And it sounds nice in theory. We'll have to get into what that looks like. But Jesse, talk about the the cap situation with the Leafs, at least the way you see it. Yeah. So Ilya Mikheyev is going to want more than $1.6 million. He's gone. You can't do that. He's gone. He's not coming. Peter Morazic still is under contract for two more years at $3.8 million. You have to do something with that deal or... You're stuck with this uh, this contract, which I don't know what you're going to do. So you can buy him out, and that's going to cost you about one point something on the cap, which is decent. You could do that, or you pay a price to get rid of him. Jack Campbell needs a new deal. That's going to cost you a lot if you want to keep him. It, the ideas of trading John Tavares, full no move. It's it's not happening. You can't do it. J- it's, people are saying trade Jake Muzzin. Can't do it. Full full no happening. trade. You could send him to the minors and like threaten him and all that stuff. But happen. that's not happening. They're not going to do that. Um, the the Geo deal is Geo going to take uh, a million dollars? Yes, come back? he is. But he then might. yes, he he is. But then that's a left shot defense. Right. Then you have four guys on the left side who are all in your starting lineup, and how who plays? Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren cannot spend a single game in the press box next year. Right. So you have yeah, they're, they're full timers now. You have 100%. too many left shot defensemen. So where does Gio fit in? You know, there and then um you okay, Spezza, we all assume is gonna take his seven fifty and come back. Yeah. If he wants to, who I knows? Know. And then it's like okay that might be it. Is is Wayne Simmons on the Marlies? If he, I think if Wayne's gonna retire. If he does my bet. Okay. My bet is he retires. Yeah, but then he'd be leaving money on the table. Yeah. He okay. has another, he has another year at nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. How does how does his deal uh break down? In terms of actual money, cash, 
yeah. cash. He's making uh, yeah, no way, million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's so a million. He made, yeah, he made seven hundred this year, and it's a million next. No way. And so then maybe Roby to Island. Then he, he could. He could. Mm-hmm. That's something. And we know what the competitor that Wayne is. He wants to play. He wants, he wants a million dollars. He wants to go out there. He wishes he was in the playoffs. Dude. It's a long regular season, man. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't Steve, want him, Steve. It's he a was, long. He was. Not, he was not good enough. No. No, I agree. At, but, he was not good enough at any point this year. Uh, he wasn't bad, but he was not good enough. He did not earn those minutes. He did not. And I love Wayne Simmons. I grew up down the street from the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the reality was when, when he was on the ice, nothing happened. Nothing. I, uh, you know, we're talking about how on earth to fix the Leafs. And I think it was Harnish on Game Over Toronto mm-hmm. made a great point. What do you say? They squandered so many draft picks <clears throat> between, I think it was the Well, years. Seth Jarvis and. Well, no, well, huh. those are just the ones they gave away. Oh. Uh, we're talking about, I think it was between 2014 and 18. When Mark Hunter was running the draft. Yeah. And listen, you get Willie Marner Matthews out of that. But what Harnish said was like, okay, you have the eighth, fourth, and first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like. You should hit. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats. It's like, I'm looking at Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. So we look at the, the big money and they have all these stars and they all left money on the table. Go look at the money they're making. Not really. Not really. Braden Point didn't. Not really. Nine and a half mil. You know, Stamkos left money. He's still getting paid. Vasilevsky get, left money. He's getting paid. Hedman left money. He's getting paid. But I, I, I look at them. 2012, would you believe me if I told you Vasilevsky wasn't even Tampa's first pick in that draft? They had two first rounders. The first one, 10th overall, was Slater Cuckoo. Mm-hmm. 19th, Vasilevsky. 13, they get Drouin third overall. That pick didn't work out, but they traded him for Mikhail Sergachev. That pick did. 2014, Tony D'Angelo in the first round. Oof, Maron, but it's easier to swallow because in the third round, you get Brayden Point. 2015, you don't have a first rounder. You draft some guy in the second, another guy in the second, some guy 64th in the third. Doesn't matter because you get Anthony Sorelli out of it, 72nd overall. 2016, Brett Howden, gone. Lieber Hayek, gone. Kachuk, I am not sure if he's still in the system. Radish, gone. Ingram, gone. They squandered that. Guess what? Ross Colton in the fourth round. Scored a Stanley Cup winning goal last year. Cal Foot in 2017 and a few other guys who they were able to send off for picks. Tampa has consistently drafted well. And it's allowed them to trade their first round picks because they have the stars that they need already. It's the depth guy. You want to hang on to the stars. The depth guys that you can come in, they can play and they move on. You know, they, they weren't afraid to throw a first for Blake Coleman and a first for, who's the guy that went to New York? Barkley Goudreau. Barkley Goudreau. They were not afraid. And then lose another one in the expansion draft. But here's the, the problem with the Leafs when it comes to the draft is once you, uh, like when it comes to your hydration levels, once you're thirsty, it's already too late. And the Leafs are thirsty. I think they've got some good players coming in. They I think do, that's, but I think you've seen Lilligren develop. Late. You've seen Sandine come in. You, no, it's not too it's late. Not enough. It's but not those, too late. Those two as well need new contracts. Yeah, and, and they're going to come in at like short term at like two million. Like uh, uh, I, I look at their system right now: Hirvonen, Nimala, Nice, Holmberg, Nice, Robertson, Abruzzi, Steves, um, Dangles. Like, do, do you do you count 
Sandine is part of that? No, like, no, he's a full timer. They uh, uh, all the goalies. One of them is going to hit. For God's sake, they have We're all not. these guys coming. <laughs> um, I'm confident. I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. They have all these guys. They're going to hit. They're going to hit on a few of them. Mm-hmm. But they have to somehow keep this core together yeah. for at least another couple of years. D- None of those dudes I just mentioned are going to be Anthony Sorelli tomorrow. No. And like, or, or Braden point you, or even but some Ross of those, Colton. Yeah. But some of those guys can be bought. Blake Coleman, Barclay Goudreau, they can be bought, but the money is not there. You saying uh, they need <laughs> $2 million raises. Logan and Sandy, they're making $800,000 this year. How about their starting so, goalie? Right. So yeah, th- there's even less money because you need to pay. I think guys. the cap, I don't think the caps as bad as you guys think it will, because you got McKayev, Spezza, Blackwell, Geo, and Bush off. Right? Those are good players. So, <laughs> Just show, oh, they're, guys, they're let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Kasha is an RFA. Engvall's an RFA. Sa- Sandy and Lilligren. All, ideally, you'd like to have all of the RFAs back, I think, if, if Kasha's healthy. Right? So, well, how um, much? I think the biggest, <laughs> the biggest problem here, Adam, mm-hmm. is who the hell is going to be the one responsible for signing those deals? Uh, Dubas is going to be back. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm you. Not, uh, no, I'm no, not you, sure, man. I I think you're absolutely wrong on that. I think you could not be after oh, the season this team had. I wouldn't do it. You think that they're? You think the Leafs are going to move on from Dubas after the season they just had? There's no I think fucking way. Consider no yeah. way. Do you have yeah. a source on that, or is it just a thing? You have a source on that that says that. Yeah. Really? I think I think Brendan Shanahan uh, is really? riding with yeah. Dubas because that's who that's who we went with after Lou, right? He he was Lou yep. or Dubas, and he sided with Dubas, and he let Lou go. So if, it would be a strange move. If Shani lets Dubis go, then the next person to leave is Shani. And then who? Hundred percent. Right. No, I, I agree. Yeah, that's that's the timeline we're looking at. I so agree. Is he is, is Brendan Shanahan willing to stake his reputation on whoever he brings in to replace Dubis? Because what you that's would need exactly what he'd be. If doing. you're firing yeah. Kyle Dubis, it's not to promote Lawrence Gilman. If you're firing mm-hmm. Kyle no. Kyle Dubis, it's to change the entire idea of mm-hmm. where this team is going. Yeah, because all those guys that are assistant GMs are um, are people that are Dubas people. They're Dubas disciples. They believe in this process. I have to tell you, whoever that source is, they might they, they for sure know more than I do. But I can tell you, I think that's fucking crazy. I think this this team has been pretty damn good. I don't know how you fire a second place general manager. I don't know how that's possible. I, and and I, I look at this too. Look at this. Okay, so Friedman Friedman was on five ninety this morning. He said they'll be looking for more tenacity in their top six. I'm assuming that's a JT Miller type player. Right? That's what they what would love. Um, Questioned about where Tavares might play in the lineup, whether he's center or wing next year. I can see a switch. I think that makes sense. He couldn't drive play in the Tampa series in the way that I think he wanted to. Imagine how potentially dominant he could be as a winger. Now, Dub- or, uh, Freach does say that he thinks Dubas will be back next season. Uh, wonders if there's an extension in the cards or not. And then lastly, he does think that this has to be his summer of Kawhi, though. Like you have to, he said, the Leafs have to consider a major move. He does think Giordano will be back at a lower number. Nice. Um, And that, again, short-term deals for Sandy and Lilligren, the $2 million range. But the one thing he did say, and I'm actually happy to hear this, uh, because I have a source on what Campbell's initial ask was for his contract extension. Five and a half? Uh, No, seven. (laughs) And the Leafs offered, their opening offer was 275. Now you got to remember, and I told you this earlier. Right, guys, we're close. 
We're, so, we're getting this done. And, and when so, was this? <laughs> this is this, like January, this is, was it not? Which the the, when the initial did he ask for seven? Yeah, when the they initial. they've been talking all season, right? The initial ask was when was when uh, was Campbell was playing better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was like okay. January, but, right? But if you're Kurt Overhart, who is his agent, Kurt Overcharge, known in the industry, mm-hmm. if you're Kurt Overhart, you look at it and you go. Okay, well, he had a, a bad month and a half, but he was also injured. But he was also an all-star, and he was also great. Yeah. That's how you frame it, right, if you're the agent for the player. I think he's going to get at least what Allmark got. Right. Because, uh, like, I Four mean, and a half, four seven five. Which is how much for people who don't uh, Can you pull it up? <laughs> Please. It was, I, like, I, it was like five I, or less. It was really... It was four and a half, but it was... I think it was four and a half, but it was for Linus five years. Allmark, his current deal is $5 million on the cap for four years. Never mind. It's a so good deal. So he gets, deal. he gets good money. He gets good term. Not wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you look at Jack's track record of success. It's rather recent. Same with Allmark. Like, I don't think he's able to ask for what Markstrom got, which is six times six. I agree. So, I mean, I've been saying this for months, haven't I? The I pro- still think that's the benchmark right the, there, Allmark. The, Five million? <laughs> the problem I have, excuse Depending me for coughing, the guys. The problem I have is with, you know, with, with Jack Campbell and value and coughing is that, you know, if you're picking up Jack Campbell, you have to have another goalie because Jack Campbell is not going to play uh, a full season. He will get injured at some point. Yep. I don't think Peter anybody... Marazic. Yeah, I don't think anybody's building their goaltending like uh, they're expecting anybody to play 70 games anymore. You know, but, we but, need, I we mean, need you, 50, we need 50 games out of a starting goaltender in, in 2020. And Jack cannot get to 2023. Well, I think that's the new philosophy of goalies. Let's let's look for some good news. You got more than you probably thought you had in Eric Shalgren. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I think Shal- I think Shalgren and Campbell could go 50, uh, 40, whatever that is. Shalgren could even remain the third. Mm-hmm. Have him go up and down, you know. Wall. It's better than Hutchinson. Wet his whistle. Yeah, Hutch, Hutch is gone. You uh, know, we keep saying that Carter Hutton's got. We've no. been saying that a long, gone, no, why long time. Hutch, why can't Hutch play for the Marlies? What's wrong with that? Because that's enough. No, no, I, it's like Martin Lynch. I, I am yeah. inevitable. That's <laughs> let him play for the Marlies. That's enough. Nah, let him play. So I, I think here's what's going <laughs> to happen here. It, it, and I'm not trading players, but I am going to say that. It's hard to see contracts like Justin Hall's back. It's hard to see contracts like um, Peter Morazic's back. Um, Engvall was on a discount. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, he played great. One point. I don't think Mikheyev's back. I think he's gone. Um, yeah, it's too much money. Spezza is a UFA. I think, he'd, you know, ideally he'd be a nice depth option. I think he's the option that they'd, they'd rather have rather than Wayne Simmons currently. Yeah, for, the guys, for the guys like Spezza, Clifford, Simmons... I- I still say it's a really long regular season. Like you need, you need guys to just get in and fill play. out the roster. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like Clifford will be back. Drag you into the fight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's under contract for two more years at seven sixty-two. Oh, remember he signed that extension. So Clifford's going to be on the team. He's on the Marlins. I got to gotta put my glasses on because yeah. I forgot. I've been I've been so laser focused on these playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Leafs actually made a bunch of signings that I've completely forgotten about. So, well, okay, Abrazizi we know is under contract. Clifford, oh my god, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they locked him up for two more years. I totally forgot about that. Bunting's got another year, which I love. Bunting's mm-hmm. got another year. That's which a great is signing. Awesome. Camp has another year, which is awesome. There's a lot of good news, like when it comes to this team. Uh, all this to avoid the uncomfortable conversation that 
I think the big move is Willie. And so how do you get better? Based on you, I don't think you do. Based on this you This is not me endorsing that trade. You okay. firing Dubis with your source. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's the pathway to moving one of the big pieces, right? Yeah. You bring in the new guy who's not attached and you say, Okay, the new guy came here and he shaked everything up with a big willy trade or whatever it is. Because if you project it uh two years down the line, you're like, Okay, we're not gonna be able to do the UFA deal that Willie wants. He's gonna go somewhere else, so we're not gonna have him. So why don't we get pieces for that? You know? So if 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 you're right about them contemplating moving Dubis, that seems a natural fit to move Willie. Look what Buffalo got for Eichel, and look how long that took. Now, granted, there was a lot involved there, um, you know, with the with the surgery and everything. But these double digit deals are hard to move. So, you know, Marner, star in this league, best year of his career, thirty five goals. 97 points, scored at over a 100-point pace. That's... How do you move that? You who's just got 11 mil? Who's Who has both the 11 million in cap room and assets to acquire Mitch Marner? Well, we're not doing that. We're no, not going to... You're not, not going to no, be no, the two no, best no, players. It's not even... No, 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 no. Put it out there. No, no, because people are like, it's going to be one of the big three. Well, it's not Matthews. You can't do Tavares. So logically, it's Marner. Well, no, not so logically. First of all, the team is going to be so much worse without him. My opinion has changed dramatically since last year. Um, but to even get that deal done, that's going to take months and months and months. And it probably doesn't even make you better. In the, Definitely not in the short term and possibly not in the long no, term. No, he's 24. He's getting yeah. better. Yes, and he's been unbelievable in the playoffs. There have been some, has there been some issues like, you know, him not racing out that icing? Sure. Wait, are you talking about Marner? Or not Neilander. Oh, no, no we're still talking about Marner. I was talking about Marner. Willie, Marner. Willie? He makes a hair under seven. It's an attractive deal. It's a it, tradable contract. It's a super tradable contract. Oh, I don't like this. And listen, what, Steve, are you saying? No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying do this. I'm not saying this makes sense. I'm not saying it's going to make the team better. I'm saying it is easily, easily the easiest move the Leafs can make. You're all you're you're all looking at Kerfoot, and, you know all you know, Kerfoot and Kerfoot and Hall <laughs> and Kerfoot and Hall. It's not going to move the needle. Guys, nah, that's five point five million dollars. Yeah, you but guys. you still have to fill those spots. Nah. How about you do <laughs> Willie and Kerfoot and Hall? If there's going to be a move this offseason, it's that one. Ugh, I hate that, and it's going to hurt. Why don't we just like reunite JT and Marner and Willie and Matthews, and then we call it a day? That'll fix. Oh, because Marner situation. Matthews will never get split up again. I can guarantee you those guys. But and here's the other thing. So so CJ. CJ said this summer is a big deal for a different reason, and it's easy. he wrote it in his article in the on the Star. You know, people forget Matthews' contract is up in two years after mm-hmm. this, oh. and his no trade kicks in next summer. <coughs> Sorry, his no move. And part of the problem with that is that you know if they can't, if they continually don't get over the hump, I'm not saying he's going to Arizona because uh, he's not going to Arizona. But you know, you look at teams like LA, New York. Uh, the Panthers, Rangers, the Rangers are cool. You know, no, that, that's what I mean, right? They like sell high after a sixty-goal <laughs> season. They're not talking about trading. They're talking about Matthews could all because it's his right. 
walk right to free agency uh-huh. and do whatever he wants. No, no, no Steve, explore that. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm kidding, by the way. And I want to ask Chris about this because I have heard that the Leafs are pretty hard on their on their players, and they don't hmm. really like there's really? certain there's certain players that you would expect to get not treated differently, but it's like there's just a leadership group on this team, and they should be. I guess a little more vaunted as such. Now the Leafs are very afraid of doing that because what happened in the late '90s and early 2000s was they had a string of success, and then you had a bit of a culture. Uh, supposedly, I don't know if this is true. Blue and white disease. The, the blue and white disease, the entitlement thing. You got to Toronto, you made it, smoke a cigarette, you're done. Hmm. Where I, I think the Leafs are like, have they've overcorrected to the point where it's like, sorry, ten million, eleven million dollar player, you're just the same as Blackwell. And you're not. Is that a holdover from Lou? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Lou Lamarell. And that needed to happen. That cultural reset needed to happen. It was the right thing and it helped them. But at a certain point, you know, I think the Golden State Warriors are pretty good to Steph Curry. Probably. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you have the you have the Toronto version of Steph Curry and Austin Matthews. I think Austin Matthews, based on how he's played this season and how he played in the playoffs, it's time for him to be captain. It's time. Um, and that's not to say Tavares has been bad because I've been his biggest defender all year. It's time to hand the torch over. Austin Matthews should be, needs to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs because in fact he is. And beyond that, it's better. It's more than just being the best player, right? People do lead. When he starts throwing bodies out there against Tampa Bay, don't the, doesn't the Leafs play start to pick up? Don't the fans start to cheer a little bit harder? Did he not lead the team in hits? I'm pretty I think sure. he might have. Yeah. Like he was. He was an animal. Uh-huh. I think that's that's a guy. Now I'm not saying making him the captain keeps him here, uh, and I don't also want to pretend like the Leafs are like the little brother, like we are in every other sport, where it's like, well, I could play in Canada, that one city, or I can play at home in the United States. I think that he wants to be here, but I think they got to make some moves with that in mind. And I think CJ's banging the money, and when he comes in, I want to ask him a little for a little more clarity on that because I've heard that from several people, and I want to know what his thoughts are. He could be named captain when he signs his extension next summer. I don't. Hopefully. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. You gotta. You gotta talk it into it. It feels like we just. Jesse, I have a vision. It feels like we just resigned. had the Austin Matthews negotiations for this contract. I know. You know. It feels like that was just yesterday because it never ended. It and, was oh. Nylander. It was Tavares signed Nylander yeah. forever. Matthews quickly Marner for eighteen months, even though it was really six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, guys. I think that there's an issue there. Now, the one thing I will ask. Don't forget the Morgan Riley extension. Kicks oh, that in kicks in. It's oh, 2.5 uh, more. Lilligren uh, had a, has a performance bonus that's going to eat into the... <laughs> he got it cap. on the last day of the season. Did he? I think it was a plus minus. It's a plus minus <laughs> bonus. How does that get How in much there? is it going to eat? How much is it going to eat? I think it's 212. It's two something on the cap. Whatever. But like, that's a fourth liner's left left arm. Who cares? How did, how did we sneak in a plus minus bonus that hits on the last That's day? hilarious. It's just At so Leafs. You know, like funny. Over, over like half the league. Wasn't it bonus. Joel Farabee? Didn't he? He got a, he got, uh, he got a plus minus bonus because he, got, he was top three on the Flyers and plus minus and he was minus 11. <laughs> <laughs> just oh the God, Flyers awesome. are so bad. God. <laughs> See, this is why I'm saying. Don't. Chuck. This is why I feel like you, you, you run this back and you tinker. Because the reason, right. because listen, uh, yeah, okay, well, they didn't make it past the first round. There's a lot of teams who would fucking die for this roster. This is a great roster of players. I think that you can absolutely change this around. I don't think, if I were to look back into last summer, I don't think Peter Morazic was the plan. Uh, you should never read history backwards. 
But I don't think they went in the summer and went, Peter's our guy. They're, I don't I think, think three years. was going to go better. Than they gave him three years. That's what I mean. That's why I don't think it. I think that whoever they were going after, maybe it was Linus Allmark. I, I think uh, it didn't work out. They were like, well, we got to call Peter now. And no. the agent was like three they years. Or it like right away. I know, but I think all Mark was signed. To, I think you feel like they failed on something. I think they, they had yeah, something else yeah. or a trade in the works that didn't work out. Mm. I, I can't imagine that any team was like, I got to throw three years on Peter Morazic. Nobody. And almost $4 million. Yeah. I, I liked. Well, okay. I you didn't did like li- the cap hit. You did like the deal. I didn't like the deal because I was like, oh, that actually kind of makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because. Well, he can't. He like he can't start the majority of games, but neither can Jack. Mm-hmm. They're kind of so. This is the Leafs hitching. This is by getting Morazic. They're actually hitching their wagon to Jack, mm-hmm. potentially keeping his price down. Then he becomes an all star because Morazic's injured. LOL. Um, and these guys can be a tandem, mm-hmm. and it's worked out in the worst way possible. I do, think- you have, do you have Alan's tweet about the top 16 teams in the league and how hard it is? Because I think this goes to your point about Philly and them sucking and the Leafs being like, okay, we have something here because of how hard it is to get into this vaunted top eight second round. You know, it's, it's, a, it's not... It's fucking hard. It's not an easy it's thing really to, be a, fucking to hard. finish in the NHL as a top eight. Can you read Alan? Okay. The hardest thing for any team in the playoffs is getting over that first round hump. You go from 16 teams, top 50, to eight teams top 25 with four wins many nhl coaches and players have shared that with me over the years and you know i mean he's right but the reality is you still have to do it Mm -hmm. so they will have to do something and that's why the summer is so murky right it's just you just like you talk to you could talk to five different people and they will give you five completely different answers on what the leafs quote unquote should do the reality is it's none of our jobs (laughs) it's kyle dubas if he's there Right, if he's there, it's it's uh, it's it's Kyle Dubas, it's Sheldon Keefe. If he's there, I think Sheldon will be back. Brandon Shanahan, if he's there, I think Shanny will be back. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, MLSE, MLSE cannot cannot be happy about this. <laughs> they are an organization from like they're the they're a different MLSE than the one that we were used to in our twenties when it was kind of laissez faire and laugh. We don't win, whatever. We made a pile of money. Look at all this money. Um, it's a little less money than we would have liked, but it's still a lot of money. They are now committed to winning in every sport all the time. Mm-hmm. Raptors uh, are never not in it, uh, despite oh. the fact that stars just regularly leave town. Uh, TFC are back. Um, the like, I mean, obviously they want to bring the Marlies up to support the Leafs, but no. But Adam, the media does better when the Leafs lose. It doesn't. What? We don't. <laughs> I we, know. Do you know? Sorry, how- I get told that so often. Can I tell you and, something? And, like, dude, I literally just, oh, I God. spent the last 48 hours looking at my YouTube analytics and just openly weeping. Like, just, <laughs> I, I, I cannot. Oh, this. Once. Once. Yeah. We, ah! sport, listen, I'll tell you this. Here's how important the Leafs are. When the Jays were doing well, Roger's stock went through the roof. Rogers as part owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs and rights holder nationally of the Toronto Maple Leafs. If the Toronto Maple Leafs got another round in, if the Jays did that, can you imagine what happened to Roger Stock if they got to the second round? There is so much money on the line here. So, so much money. And here's the problem for, for a company like Sportsnet that bought all the Canadian rights. They got two teams and they're playing each other. 
So they don't get the other night and its ratings, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, you do get a guarantee into the third round. That's awesome. But you also but get a guarantee that one of them's out. That's right. And it's a Western night. So it starts at like nine or 10 o'clock at night for Easterners, uh-huh. too. And so most of the, and the way that Canada's works is that most of the population's in the East. It's tough. So uh, listen, you're just uh, you explaining could, how the business works. I'm just telling like, you the business. The reality yeah. is they'd really like an Eastern team to stay in it. Like, like what happened last year with Montreal. That was great. You ideally like at least one on the east and one on the west. That's exactly what you want. That would be perfect. Mwah. It was like when Ottawa was good and Vancouver was good and it was at the same time and they'd rise together. Hey, this is fine. Yeah, we like this. Yeah, if it was Leafs Flames or Leafs Oilers, hey, this is Montreal, nice. Senators, even the Jets. Jets are, they come on at a palatable hour for Easterners. Palatable, yeah. So I'm just, listen, uh, the reality is we don't do better. We do way worse when the Leafs lose and it's a bummer. Um, and you know, I, I think at the end of the day, there is one thing that Leafs Nation, we can agree on. One thing. Dubas is getting fired. No. Steve Zangle's source. The Leafs I- must change. <laughs> the Leafs must change their goal song. It's time. <laughs> I didn't mind it at the beginning. I haven't said anything about it for years, but five years of hollow notes followed by game seven losses. Has has made me has made that song unlistenable for me. I, I I must request, man. Please, Toronto Maple Leafs event staff, please change the goal song. It really is a poo um, playoff goal song. Boo, boo. It is. Oh, I want to see custom goal songs boo. like some other teams do. That's I fine. like that a lot better. Yeah. Yes, let them choose. I think what they were trying to go for is what uh, St. Louis had with Gloria, right? Mm-hmm. Boo, but. That's like a, you know, a, a special thing. You can't force that. It just happens. Like, what do the Oilers have? La Bamba? I think so. Is it? Know. Gloria and we have this. <laughs> Boom. So, it's time, right? <laughs> yes. Jesse, is it time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was on that a long time. Okay. It's not a fan.